Well, hello. Welcome to The Point with me, your host, Jeff Spikes. And I'm excited to be here as always. I'm really, I, uh, we've been talking a lot. I, I started working with a company and I've been in ingrained. I've just been soaking up everything I can about them here as I get to learn and know all their systems and processes. And something's come up that's really fun. And that's the power of curiosity. And, you know, we, I'm consistently reminding people and telling people that development doesn't really change at different levels in different places. And, and we're going to talk a little bit about that along with this, with this idea of what curiosity can do for us in our lives, because really maintaining a curious attitude, a curious demeanor can make all the difference in our, in the world, in relationships and who we attract and how we, uh, how we affect, you know, what kind of impression we leave on people. Um, if you ever had the dream or the desire to leave people better than you found them as a consistent thing you end up being known for, one of the ways to, there's a few things to make that happen. We've talked about always looking for the similarities, not the differences, right? Let's always look for something we can agree with in a situation or in a group or with a person and focus on that, especially if there's things that don't work for us. If there's things that aren't resonating or that we don't feel good about, if we need to have a relationship with them, look for the one thing that works. This is a great idea for coworkers. Just look for the one thing you can appreciate and allow and, th and focus on that and allow that to grow because what we focus on grows. So curiosity is similar. That, that attitude can really grow a relationship and help us with relationships just like curiosity can. When we are curious, we're learning more and it's helping us make better decisions. Now, that idea of looking for things that are similar, that are we can relate to or that are good works on an independent one-on-one relationship level. And it also works in a company. It works when we're dealing with a customer service call where we have to call in and talk to you know, someone at AT&T or wherever and we're, and we're having to be on hold and wait and do all the same thing works there. Find something you can appreciate and focus on that. Because if we, find, if we focus on the things that are driving us crazy, we will not have the same experience. Now, we have tools and tricks to get there. Left foot yes is one of them. Um, <clears throat> shout out to Daryl Buzaro. And, uh, you know, I just really, but let's get on the point of this whole thing of curiosity. Curiosity is the same way. It affects us in, and it's the same at all levels. And how we deal with development and making change is similar in all levels and that curiosity opens the door to awareness, which becomes a platform for what we really want to make different or change or impact. So if whether it's an individual or a company or a work group, and I was talking earlier today about how in business we have clients and if it's a larger company if it's a if it's a business to business transaction we're dealing with a client that has multiple personalities 
right? The, the entity itself is a personality. It has a, a culture to it that has many pieces and parts. And then divisions are another work or like, and work groups that that's that you have divisions and that's another relationship. And the two of those might have different needs. They might have different things they want and don't want, whether, it, whether it's financial goals or other goals, there's, there's many things that could be different about the needs of those two entities. Well, now take a, a, um, division and you knock that down into now, a, uh, a work group or a department. You look, you have accounting departments, you have operations departments, you have all these departments, same thing. Those now have their own set of values. Now there might be one set of values for this large corporation and that's what helps them or this large company. And that's really what helps guide the ship. And that's the rudder that steers the ship. Well, let's take a step back and look for a minute at now the individual. The individual, if the individual also has values and the corporation has values, that's the top, that's the largest part of an organization and the smallest part of an organization comes from the entire group down to the individual. If every piece in the middle has values, if every piece in the middle has a vision, has an understanding of their purpose, and everything runs really smooth. And it, and it can, and there's some exciting opportunities that can come out of that. Well, what do you think happens for you? What do you think happens for you? If you think about it similarly, you and your connection to your higher power, or God, or, or whatever you believe in, you and your greatest self is the largest part of the entity. You in your highest vision, performing at your best, that's you as a whole, right? And maybe it's you performing in all ways. That's the biggest vision of who you are. Well, and if you're married, you might consider that, that there's two of you that's one, right? Depending on your beliefs and how you do that, you might look at your entire family as one, but let's just stay with the individual, right? Because we can do this in any work group. Let's go down back down to the individual. If you have those values and the company has those values, well, the same thing happens along the way. All the different work groups, if they have values and they have different needs, well, if we're, if we're managing and serving those companies as, as a whole, the personality of all those different parts is going to be different. Accounting is going to have different needs than operations, than is sales, than is marketing, and so on. So getting to know this whole thing of AI, right? Getting to it, it, the one thing AI can't do, the one thing AI really is not going to be able to do is to understand the pain points of the individuals that are in the company or the work groups that are in the company. The, the, so the grouping of individuals, the individuals, the grouping of individuals or a larger group of individuals and no department, right? All of the, those three, all those three all have different needs. Well, the same thing is for the individual. If we look at ourselves, we have many parts and we have many areas that you could consider departments that are, that we're wanting to affect change in. There's the part of us that's physical and training and exercising. There's the part of us that's 
family and we're being, we're a father, a mother, a whatever, you know, we're a grandparent, we're playing a role where we have a position and there, that's a part of us. And that has a personality. We're still authentically who we are, but the grandfather has different needs than the father, than the son and so on. We just all have different needs at different times of life. And we're complex enough to have to have all that be part of us. So change is very similar. Well, so is curiosity. And curiosity is one of these fundamental, foundational um, elements or characteristics or, or um, strategies, techniques, right? It's a technique we can use to connect with ourselves and with others. So when we think about what that looks like, Think about it on a company level of what staying curious means. If you're trying to learn about a company that you want to work for or that you want to sell to or buy from, and you just want to know more about the company, one of the things to do is look at their mission, vision, values, look at their website, see what they're all about, find out where they're located. We're looking at the personality of the larger company. How do they present themselves? What do they believe in? What's their favorite color? Right, all of that stuff sounds weird, but it might. It, there, if we walk into the understanding of trying to learn about this company, we're doing it from a curious place. What do they sell? Do they sell anything else that's relative? That curiosity helps us learn. Well, if we're curious when we're trying to sell or when we're trying to serve someone or something, it shifts the awareness building. And the, the simple awareness of just learning what someone sells and where they're located with that little bit of foundation that we naturally absorb with our, with our senses because that information becomes obvious anyway, changes. Now, <clears throat> we gain a much better under, depth of understanding if we're talking to people in that organization, organization if we stay curious. When we're curious, we find out what people need, what people want, what's important to them, and there's pieces to understand. There's, there's processes we might be looking at for ourselves or for the same thing in a company, and we're really, or, or anything, right? That's the point. It's the same energy everywhere we look, and the same gains are happening at different levels in different ways when we stay curious we gain a better understanding, right? We gain a better understanding. We gain a better understanding of someone else. Then we have a better understanding of how to be present for them. What words are better to use with them? If we know a little bit about body language and eye movement and facial expression, we might start be, begin to understand how they process. And that's learnable information. We teach that. And we begin, can begin to understand and know better how to be of service and help someone meet their needs and attract what we want in life. And be, show up and be who we want to be. So tip of the sword, right? When I started my company, it was about the point where perception meets projection. So my understanding of what you're saying, that 
what I'm getting from your communication is this, that moment where that development is made. That's what we were wanting to focus on and help people master is master those moments where impressions are made. That, that, that point, right? That place where so much happens in that power. And that's not just the first time you meet. That might be, you might meet one time, then the second time you meet, you have something to propose or something to offer. Well, if you walk in the door saying, look, I have this and this is for you and this is what you need. Or if you walk up to a friend and say, hey, you need to change this and you need to fix this and you need to blah, 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 blah. And curiosity is not, <clears throat> what curiosity is not is busybody. There's a difference between curiosity and busybody. You can go up to somebody who's having a bad day and say, oh, what's wrong? What happened? What can I do? That's not curiosity. Let's be really clear on that. That's wanting to know something so that we can look good or know more or be better. That is not a self. Curiosity is a selfless energy of just wanting to understand better. So when someone's having a bad day, a curious approach isn't going to say, oh, it sounds curious. But it might be egocentric or self-centered instead of, and look like curiosity. Not everything is what it appears, right? A pure sense of curiosity is, oh, I'm sensing that you're not having a good day. Hey, is there anything I can do for you? What do you need? Now that's curious. You see the shift? Oh, oh, what's wrong? What'd you, what happened? What'd you, what'd you do? What's going on? Like that's an energy of, you know, I, I want to know what, what's happening. And, and maybe that's, maybe that's appropriate if we're excited or there's, Ooh, what's happening? You know, but if someone's out I'm talking about an opportunity where someone's having a bad day. If I walk up to a game and people are sitting there watching a game and it looks like something just happened that was exciting. I'm, Oh, what happened? But that's an appropriate response. So, Reading a room and then getting curious or reading an individual or reading a company and getting curious as to what's happening. We're going to match a little bit of what we're coming up against and we're going to get curious in that how to be of service. So if we do that with ourselves, right, here's one of the things that happens. And this can happen internally or externally. I was just having this, uh, we were just having a, conversation with someone about how to how to approach something when someone asks you for something that isn't what they really need, right? Because how many times do people ask you for something and they say, I want this, right? And it's like, well, is that really what you want? <clears throat> so it's a good question to say, help me understand what you're trying to accomplish, right? So, well, I want three bookshelves. I want these three bookshelves. Oh, okay, great. What are you trying to accomplish with those bookshelves? Well, I want these books to be, oh, well, we have something that can accomplish exactly what you want, and but it's this configuration. If it gives you what you want, are you interested? Right? And maybe we've asked five other questions in the middle, <laughs> but that can happen, right? It's... um. Somebody says, I need, I need marketing materials to send to someone 
who wants to help us draw business up. I just need something that kind of points people in our direction that someone can use like a referral. So that's one, that's one way to ask that question. Another way is get me those materials that we're using for the show next week. That's another way. Well, if someone who's, who's entry level, not really knowing what's going on is just going to grab what they have and give them what they asked for. But somebody who really knows what they're doing that has the ability to walk in with a sense of curiosity is going to say, what are you trying to accomplish with that? Sure, I'll, of course. But let's talk about this. How about leading with of course? Of course, of course, I'll get you, I'll get you what you need. Can I, can I ask, what's the purpose of it? What are you trying to use it for? I want to make sure it, what I'm giving you really fits your need. If it's our role to make sure they get what, what that, that they have the effective tool in their hand, we're going to ask a whole level, different level of conversations. But now let's talk about the value of curiosity when we're walking in and talking to somebody we're trying to serve or sell or anything else. If we, it's really easy sometimes to just sell something and it's, Another thing to offer a solution after having been really curious about what their needs are. Because I might have a solution for what you want, but it's really threatening to a lot of things about you. People will say, I want to lose weight. I really want to get in better shape, but I love food. Oh, I love food. I, I don't think I can ever do it. Okay, well, what are you trying to accomplish with the food you're eating? What are you trying to accomplish with the weight? What are you, are you sure that you aren't going to be able to enjoy the foods you like? If you believed it was just temporary, if you knew it was just temporary, that it wasn't a long-term thing that you had to do something that some of the things you were going to have to sacrifice would be temporary would you do it right <clears throat> the idea that the the path to what we want is usually something we haven't been willing to consider or do right that's the path to something we want that we haven't been able to get is typically includes something that we haven't considered, wouldn't consider, or don't want to really do. And we typically don't want to do it. <clears throat> we typically don't want to do it because we don't understand what it means. We don't realize that we only have to, whatever that thing is that we haven't been willing to do, that if we just do it for a few weeks, it'd be fine. We might have to be, put ourselves in a place of discomfort for a short period of time. I had a recent experience with that where I just knew that I just knew that it wasn't going to be that bad if I just sacrificed a couple of days. Like if, if I could just do a couple of days to reset, kind of get my head back on track because I had just had a lot of information fill in my brain. But I had to get, I, had to, I took a minute to stop and get curious if the belief systems I was falling under that I was using were really accurate. Do I really need the rest I think I need? Or if I believe that there's a never, a, an everlasting flow of energy, knowledge, you know, needs being met, 
do I really need to rest for a couple of days and unwind and unplug my brain to get creative again? The answer might still be yes. The answer might be, who cares? I want to go relax for a couple of days and unplug and unwind and appreciate life for a minute and breathe. Okay. But the question does come up. Is Questioning the, the thing of, is it a need? Same, same type of query. If I find myself sitting at my desk all day overworking, what beliefs am I going under? What values am I going under? If I don't stay curious and I don't start asking all those questions, I may never know. And what do I want to be curious about? I want to be curious about what I don't want. I want to be curious about what I do want. I want to be curious about how I created or what I did to create the realities that I'm living in. I want to be curious about what I want instead. I want to be curious about all the things that are going to help open my mind and my vision and my view and my understanding to what the real needs are so that I can actually be of use and service to myself and others. So when I'm doing that, I've bounced around a little bit on this kind of a little bit on purpose because when I'm doing that for myself, it looks a little different than when I'm doing that for a company. But at the end of the day, it's really the same. It's a, it's an energy and it's a, spirit of curiosity that is selfless, curious, coming from a desire to serve and wanting to be helpful to others, knowing, having a trust and a knowing that the rest will fall into place. If I have a good intention or if it's in, if it's personal, if I have a good product or service, if it's that product or service related, if I have a good widget, if it's widget, whatever it is, if I have a good interpersonal communication tool that you can use, that, that's going to come to fruition. That's going to be available for people to use. But it's going to be more available to be used if I've been become curious and develop trust with people that my intention is to be of service and to be helpful. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it down to this final thing about how it really matters and why it matters on the individual basis. Because when we do it for an individual, it's very similar to doing it for ourselves. And when we're doing it for anyone else, we're doing it for ourselves. Because our, our unconscious mind doesn't know who we're talking to. We don't know that we're not, that, that we're not talking to ourselves or about ourselves when we say things. So if I start bad-mouthing somebody, my unconscious doesn't know that I shouldn't put that on me. So that's the opposite of staying curious, is staying accusational and thinking I know it all and being assumptive and saying, oh, man, I and pointing fingers and, well, they're not very smart. Well, that's not very simple. Well, wait a minute. Instead of they're not very smart, how about why are they making that decision? I wonder what they value that has them making that decision that I can see is damaging or hurts on some level, causes a deficiency in some level. Wonder what they're valuing. And then how can I be of service to them? It's not becoming of saying, you're being stupid and you're losing this and you're losing that. A few people are going to turn and go, oh, thank you. And you're going to be able to 
help them, give them something. But you're treating yourself the same way. You're not very smart. You're, it's belittling. It's whatever. We are. Stop. Right? Let's just stop. And I say that to myself. I'm like, oh, really? stop. But come on, Spikes. Cut it out. <laughs> the other week I said, we everyone has the right to be their own worst enemy. Yeah. Stop. Come on. Everyone has the right to be their best advocate, too. So we remain curious. And when we remain curious, we gain awareness. We gain loyalty. We gain trust. When we're truly, authentically curious on what we can do to be of service or to just gain understanding so we can be present with someone, that's where long-term relationships are built. That's where long-term trusting relationships are built or on a platform of curiosity. No, try it on a date. If you're single and you're looking to date, try it on a date. Try going on a date, especially, you know, men, and just be curious the whole time. What do you like? What do you not like? What do you think about this idea? What do you, it, it, just see what happens. I, we all, we all do things. We all sit down with people. It doesn't have to be a date. I sit down with new people all the, t all the time. And it's not uncommon for me to walk away going, damn, I talked a lot. <laughs> I wish I hadn't done that. I really wanted to know more about that person. And I was just talking the whole darn time. Hmm. So that's the encouragement for this week. Uh, the value of staying curious, the gains that we make staying curious and how principles like staying curious, including staying and being curious, work in every scenario of life, whether it's business at home, it's just a spirit and an energy that works and that we are guaranteed to increase and have gains. We're guaranteed to have gains when we practice authentic curiosity. That's it for this week. We'll see you next week. Keep it, keep it coming with the comments and questions. I appreciate all of them. I'm loving the dialogue back and forth. I'm really looking forward to seeing you guys. Check me out on some of the lives I'm doing. Talk, DM me if you want to talk about designing your strengths and getting into some of the strengths calls. We're having a lot of fun there. I'm actually moving the dates and times so that we do it a different day and time of the week where, because people weren't able to attend the one I was doing and we're looking at maybe opening up the two or three a week. So now's a good time to get involved. You can partake, you can take, take part in making sure you, you know what times things are happening and that might be really helpful to you. So look forward to seeing you guys and... Uh, Thank you for joining us for another amazing episode of The Point with me, Jeff Spikes. The greatest compliment you could give me is liking, loving, and sharing this episode with all your friends. So please, if you're on Spotify, iHeart, or iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. Make sure to tag me. I love hearing from you, the listeners of this show. The links for all my social and iTunes are in the show notes. Also, if you'd like to engage with me, in anything related to my coaching, consulting, speaking, or programs.
please visit jeffspikes.com for everything you would need to know to engage with me offline. And lastly, thank you for your time, your attention, and your consideration. This is The Point.